Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. It is time. It's spy versus spy, agent versus agent, Bond versus Ethan Hunt. What is going on? That's right. The Kung Fu Avengers are here. That's right. Everybody's here. That's right. We got the, the, the real life agent himself, the real life Bond. Vincent Lin is oh, here. That's right. right. <laughs> Kung Fu Santa himself, Rick Myers. Oh, yeah, he's here. Master Chaos is in the house. Cheers. Actor extraordinaire Frankie Pozos. What's going on, my friend? Sam, what's going on Hello. for Brickwall Pictures? Hey. And the master of remaster, Frank Jang, in the house today on the 29th episode of Versus. All right, let's see who we got here. Showing up from the Movie Dojo Army, we got Jake Hall, Lady Danish, Justin, what's going on? Yasuke, oh yeah. Robert, what's cracking? Everybody's showing up to watch and have a good time with us as we debate which film is better? <clears throat> so we got a big panel today. I don't want, I'm not going to talk too much, but let's go ahead and kick it off. I'll kick it off first. Casino Royale. So uh, I remember seeing the posters for Casino Royale, and I was like, what is this garbage? That was my reaction. <laughs> I was like, what is this? James Blonde? What is going on? That was my reaction. I didn't, even, I didn't know. I didn't see Layer Cake. I didn't know who Daniel Craig was. I was like, "What is this? Who is this jobber?" Right, man. <laughs> this was this was one of those movies that just smacked Samurai right up the side of the head, just right beside the head. Like I went to the theater and I was I was blown away of how good and and it just like this James Bond wasn't messing around. He was not messing around. I remember there was a um, an interview with Roger Moore and it was pretty funny because Roger Moore was like, "He scares me." <laughs> I remember him saying that. It was really funny. But he enjoyed uh, his performance. But he was like, man, I want to mess with this guy. But just the opening action sequences was great with the parkour. I mean, it was just uh, just a really, really great phenomenal movie. Arguably, we could do another versus panel on that. But it could be arguably the best Bond. I don't know. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's that good <laughs> that you can argue that it's the best Bond, and you can argue Daniel Craig's the best Bond. You can even argue that Eva Green is the best Bond female we've had. You know, you, you know, it's everything was so well done, and it was just nice. And what I really liked about the film was that it shut up the Bond haters. This this movie's kind of like it's kind of like Tombstone for people that hate westerns. Tombstone is so good. That people that hate westerns love Tombstone, and I've had people like, "Oh, there's another James Bond movie coming out. There's another Doug Young, right, right." And it doesn't it doesn't help that we had what was it the uh, what was the last Pierce Brosnan movie? Oh, it, didn't it didn't help that that was the last one, right? That didn't help things. But after I saw it, I told everybody, "Look, Casino Royale is badass. It's legit. It's so well done. I can talk about it all day. I really, really, really enjoy the film." Um, uh, nitpicks. Okay. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to be a little nitpicky, the film doesn't live up to its action reputation after the opening action sequence. The opening action sequence is so good that the, the action scenes throughout the film are very well done and still really good. I love the staircase fight. But I, I just in terms of action spectacle, I feel like the opening was the best action sequence, and it just kind of just went like that. Mm -hmm. Not it doesn't make it a bad film; it's still a phenomenal movie. But if I have to be nitpicky, there there is that. But uh, other than that, I, I don't. Again, I don't want to talk too much. Phenomenal movie; it is awesome. All right, we'll go ahead and kick it to Rick. 
All right. Well, uh, I James Bond saved my life. Uh, 1962 was the first adult. Dr. No was the first adult movie I ever saw. Prior to that, it was all children's matinees. I go to the I go to the movie theater for the children's matinee that weekend in 1962, and there's Dr. No. And it's like my mind was blown. Uh, this guy knew what he was doing. He believed in the right stuff. He played it straight. He played it serious, but with a sense of humor. The sense of humor would often come out when he was under pressure. And so he would make a quip, but it was never a errant or a flip quip. And so Bond was my was my man. I mean, I wound up doing, I, uh, I did the article Fabulous at 40. I did the 40th anniversary article in Mystery Scene Magazine on James Bond. I did the, I was the head writer for the Moonraker official tie-in magazine. Uh, I've written about James Bond in many of my science fiction film books. I've met, uh, I met everybody. I met Cubby Broccoli. I met uh, Barbara Broccoli. Uh, uh, there I am with Q at Pinewood oh. Studios. This Monday, Penny. Little Nelly. So I love the character. However, because I started with him as Sean Connery, and I didn't go back, when George Lazenby showed up, I was going, you know, great movie. I mean, that's one of the, that's probably the best movie if it had James Bond in it. Mm. Uh, and then when Roger Moore, yeah, that's also I'm all over this book. I write I write about all the uh, action in the James Bond series. And if you don't have this book and you like James Bond, you got to get this book. Yeah, Not just great book. It. it's an amazing book. Uh, oral history of the entire James Bond series. And so I, I talked about all the stuff I liked and I didn't like. So after, after, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> I have I autographed it yet? Anyway. No, not yet. Okay. Well, Whoa. See what we can do. It's like um, a deck. <laughs> and, and the first movie, I mean, uh, Roger Moore wasn't serious. He was basically just doing Simon Templar. And this, and not so much him. If you asked Roger Moore to act, he would. There were several moments in his series where he does do a wonderful job acting. But most of the time, if you don't ask him to act, he'll just do his Simon Templar throughout. And the producers with Live and Let Die and all the rest of these uh, uh, movies, The Man with the Golden Gun, they just kind of sloughed off Bond. They were having fun with it. They were making fun of it. I mean, there's two really great Roger Moores. But then we get into Timothy Dalton, who could have been great, but he didn't have a director. He didn't. The director let him just be Mr. Super Serious Actor Guy. So he always looked like he was about to explode with rage. He looked like he was really constipated all the time. <laughs> but then Pierce Brosnan shows up, but more importantly, Martin Campbell shows up. Martin Campbell, the director who did GoldenEye, that's... The best action ever in a James Bond movie came with the two movies that Martin Campbell directed, which were GoldenEye and this one, Casino Royale, which was the first of the series. And again, when Daniel Craig was cast, I never condemned him because my problem with Daniel Craig when he was first cast is I was afraid the producers were making a born-again Bond, mm. Jason Bourne again. 
So I was worried because I didn't like the way they did the action in the Jason Bourne movie. Ugh. I had nothing to worry about. This movie, that opening sequence, is one of the best action scenes in the history of movies. The opening is great, the black and white opening where you see him get his 007 and you see what how cold-blooded he is when the guy said, you know, made, yes, there we go. Just awesome stuff. And then that first fight scene. The thing I loved about that first fight scene that makes it superior to virtually everything else is it, it not only shows that he's smart, but it shows the difference in the two fighters' characters. They fought in character. It was awesome the way the parkour guy would try to avoid things and slip through things. And the, the moment that really made it for me, because Bond is described in the books as a blunt instrument. So mm -hmm. the parkour guy goes through that tiny little hole at the top of the wall, and Bond goes through the wall. <laughs> and I went, awesome, absolutely awesome. I was in love. And also, it was one of the greatest premieres I had ever been to. It was at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York. Uh, because I was affiliated with Bond, uh, I got to come in with the, you know, the first opening show, and everybody was in tuxedos, gowns. There were people who were wearing different Bond watches from different Bond eras. Everybody was a Bond expert in the audience, and everybody was rock and rolling and having a magnificent time. So I loved all of it until, uh oh, until. Hmm. I was, I was saying to myself, this is going to be the greatest Bond of all time. It's going to be the very first flawless James Bond movie. And it came, and what came up to that torture sequence, which they adapted, not right out of the book. The torture was different in the book, but it's still, they still kept it in. I was just like, oh, I'm so in love. <laughs> I, I oh. <laughs> And then, ah, Jesus. it's then, the tor torture sequence all men hate. Bond was poisoned by Le Chiffre's mistress. Bond was up against Le Chiffre, one of, Mads Mikkelsen, one of the great actors of all time, one of the great yes. films of all time. And what happens? He is killed off screen, not by Bond. Mm. And so we have a finale, which is awesome, but I'm but not awesome enough, because imagine that finale. Imagine how it would have ripped all our hearts and our heads off if Bond had been fighting to save Vesper from Le Chiffre, from the girl. Instead, we have a bunch of literally nameless villains at the end who were substituting for them. And it was like, I was like, Fibergast, how could they have made this mistake? How could they have done that? I mean, I still love the movie, and it still has the ending right out of the book, The Bitch is Dead. And that's all of that's great, but it's not quite a fatal flaw, but it is a mortal injury flaw. It would have been the perfect Bond movie. And I I'm still, I'm still have been asking... I semi-confronted Barbara Bockley about this because I was interviewing her for the documentary, Everything or Nothing. I confronted her on the uh, on Terry Hatcher disappearing within 10 minutes of her appearance <laughs> in, uh, in, in the, the movie. Uh, oh, no, 
whatever movie she was in, that Tomorrow Never Dies, right? Yeah. And she didn't deny it, but she didn't corroborate it. And but she wouldn't she wouldn't talk to he's you know, he said this is what the script was. So it was like so there you go. Carry on. All right. Vincent so did you like did you like the film? Oh, yeah. Did I, <laughs> Frank kidding. says, Did you like the film? I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, just joking. he's just joking. Hold on. You say something, Frank, I'll just do this. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Lynn, Casino Royale. Yes, yes. Well, uh, definitely, I would say uh, an almost perfect film. Um, certainly um, my favorite of Daniel Craig's. Oh, yeah. uh, and probably I would put it up there maybe in, in the top three or four of all of them. Um, you know, on the par with uh, like from Russia with Love for sure. Um, it, it's interesting, growing up in England, you know, they, they had all the um, James Bond toys, and I, I even had the um, From Russia with Love briefcase. Oh. <laughs> yeah. nice. You know, with the, with the knife flicked out and all this kind that's of stuff. So, so, <laughs> you had it too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I loved uh, Casino Royale. You know, I, I kind of... I, not that I want to talk about the, the um, Ethan Hunt film, but, you know, comparing the, uh, the action, um, having done so many action films, I always try to uh, look at it from the point of view of, of how realistic is this? How realistic can actually a human body withstand the kind of punishment that is being shown on screen? And so, you know... Um, with, with Casino Royale, I could say, okay, this is, this is quite possible. But when I see, I'm sorry, when I look at Ethan, Hunt, I just want to stick my head in the toilet and say, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I watched it last night, but we'll leave that for the moment because we're talking okay. about Casino Royale. But yeah, I, I, I can't say anything more. I just, uh, I think it's an almost perfect film and certainly my favorite of, of Daniel Craig's. Yeah, I love oh, it. Nice. Yeah. Next person. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. We got a super chat from Lone Wolf. Thanks again, Lone Wolf, for the support. He says, what appears to, he's a, what uppers to the incredible panel of badassity? Much love and respect to all of you guys. Badassity. Right, thanks, Lone Wolf. There you go. All right, uh, Sam. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, Daniel Craig was the first Bond in my lifetime, um, at least that I was like old enough to see. I think one of the first Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig one was Casino Royale in what, like 2006, right? Mm -hmm. So I was about nine years old when it came out, and I think I saw it in the theater. I know I saw um, Quantum of Solace in the theater, but that one wasn't as good of an experience. Um, that one was pretty throwaway, even at, Ooh, you know, even at like 10 or 11 years old. I was like, oh, this one stinks. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, we all agree yeah. on that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like uh, Skyfall quite a lot, and then I think Spectre kind of sinks again. So it's almost like uh, with Craig, it's like one good one, one mm -hmm. bad one, one good one. So I'm kind of hopeful for the next one after Spectre. Plus, they got a good director in uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. He's done nothing but good work as far as I'm concerned so far, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, anyway, Casino Royale, yeah. I mean, that opening parkour chase, I think, is the best action sequence out of any James Bond film. Um, probably the best action sequence out of either of these two franchises. 
from being honest, that whole parkour sequence. Um, uh, here's a fun fact. The guy that he's chasing in that is the guy who uh, created parkour. Yeah. The yeah. guy who, like, wow. um, I mean, there were probably people doing some of the moves, you know, but he's the guy who, like, named it. And I think he was involved in, like, teaching it to the um, the French military or something, something like that. Like, he developed it in that way. And that's really cool. Um, anytime I'm talking about parkour, I always want to shout out, there's this French movie called Banlieu 13. Yeah, in English, yeah. and that movie is incredible. That one's like a parkour movie through and through, all the way through. Not the remake. Just this one. <laughs> oh yeah, that Brick Mansions movie was oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah, I forgot that even existed. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. So with Casino Royale, um, I can remember seeing it for the first time as I think like as a nine-year-old in the theater and being blown away by that first sequence, and then um, liking uh, Mads Mikkelsen as Lashif. And then not really getting the rest of the movie as a little kid. I've rewatched Casino Royale so many times over the years since then, and it continues to just get better and better every time mm. I watch it. Um, and I love Mads Mikkelsen. I just did a whole um, Mads Mikkelsen week on my channel. I did three uh, videos. Yeah, it's pretty, like pretty awesome. Danish language stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if, if for anyone watching, if you've only seen Mads in like American movies or like English language movies, go back and watch his Danish stuff because it's like on a whole other level as far as like the material he has to work with. Mm. And he can go so deep into character. In those, another round. In those other movies. Yep. Yeah, another round is great. That's one of the ones I covered. I did, I did um, Riders of Chicken Justice. and uh, Riders of Justice, that yeah. brand new one, which was also excellent. And it's not the uh, red box, straight to red box movie that it looks like <laughs> if you just see the poster. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot smarter than that. Um. Yeah, uh, for me too. Uh, Casino Royale is up there with, I think, the best Bond films. I think it's easily in the top three. Um, I would say my favorite of like the older Bonds is probably uh, Goldfinger. I, I do really love Goldfinger. A whole lot. All right. Um, but yeah, Casino Royale is up there. I, I, I like Skyfall a whole lot too. It's actually pretty close for me between Skyfall and Casino Royale, but um, I think Casino Royale probably just barely edges it out. Yeah, um, I have the same issue. Um, with uh, Lashif dying off screen. I think that's kind of a disservice to that character. And it's just kind of a, a failing on the part of like the Bond villain being such a key part of the like formula of the franchise. Um, and to kill off your really, really impressive Bond villain, just mm -hmm. to get rid of him off screen is a, is a total disservice. Um, otherwise, I think the ending is really good. Um, well, I do agree that the action in the rest of the film is really good. Like um, you mentioned, the stairwell fight is really good. Um, the scene on the like air airport tarmac with the like with the crazy truck action scene that's a really great action sequence as well but um it's just nothing even comes close to that mm -hmm. opening on the construction site it's just so far above the rest of the film that it's kind of and you know that's kind of a thing that um i feel like with the bond films they always put such an emphasis on opening big and it's kind of like they blow their load on that opening action sequence. And then they have nothing left for, they get nothing left in the tank for the rest of the movie sometimes. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of one of my main issues with it is that it, it opens so great and then mm -hmm. nothing even comes close to it. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's got a great script. It's got great performances. All the poker stuff is, is a lot of fun. Um, I'm a pretty avid poker player. And, um, you know, the, the poker in the movie is not to be taken seriously. It's a little ridiculous, the hands that they have and the way they play out. It's kind of nonsense, but it's still fun. And it is still better than, like, a lot of uh, movie poker scenes. But, um, yeah, overall, I think it's, it is definitely one of the best James Bond movies. Nice, nice. Oh, my goodness. 
What a super chat. Oh, my oh, Lord, wow. have mercy. Wow. Oh, I, I am flabbergasted. Thank you, Ryan Sims, so much. He says, love the channel. Been watching for a while. Big supporter. Love the channel, Samurai. Keep up the good content. Well, thank you so much, my friend, uh, for supporting the channel. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Took me off guard there. All right. Frankie. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you, should I show my boobs to Ryan Sims? I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's <laughs> All right, that's what I gotta do. I'm an actor. I gotta work. Anyway, welcome to versus Vincent. <laughs> well, good, Frankie. I mean, uh, well, remind me the two movies we're supposed to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> good, Frankie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, the first Bond movie I saw, like really in theaters, was uh, GoldenEye, and so I had it, and that that blew me away, and I was like, "This is amazing. This is how Bond is." And then all those movies started trickling down, not being that great. So when I heard Casino Royale was going to be directed by Martin Gamble, I was like, holy shit, this is the guy that led me the last time. This is going to be great. And I remember being at the Chinese like Chinese theater watching it and right like that black and white fight scene. I'm like, this is awesome. And then that Chris Cornell song, it's dorky, yeah. but so badass. Like, bah, 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 bah. I just remember like, this is going to be the greatest fucking thing ever. And I was so pumped. I mean, that song actually made me become... Uh... <laughs> okay, no way. <laughs> Button up my coat. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, but, but yeah, go ahead. I, 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 like that song actually like connected me with my best friend. We were in a, like some class together, and he was like saying like, "Hey, we heard the Chris Cornell song," and then we became bought. We still together. Forever. I don't know he's my best buddy. Anyway, the movie was just so freaking awesome. I love. I mean, you could see like people talked about how it took in uh, the Jason Bourne style of action and stuff. But the greatest part about this was we can see the action. It's not just shaking around and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, all Paul Greengrass shaky camera. Spend so much money and you can't see shit. Anyway, but I love that you can see that from the train fighting and all the cool actions and stuff like that. What also I liked about Daniel Craig is he brought this aggressiveness but also elegantness. So he would say a line, but it seemed like he was punching you with a line, but also a nice little flourish with it. And I can't explain it, but it was so cool. I mean, he was a handsome guy. But, I mean, I, I, I knew he was going to be badass because in Munich, he looks so cool working with those guys, with Eric Bana, who's an amazing actor. And he outshined him weirdly in Munich, so I was like, he can freaking do it. Um, but yes, the poker scenes were so awesome. What I liked about the poker scenes were all the guys who were playing it. They all seemed like they were Bond villains in other movies or other stories. <laughs> like all like, like, who's that guy? What's his story? I want to know that. But you know, that was a cool. They movie. even had the Bond girl from You oh. Only Live Twice, Madame Wu. Well, okay. Wu was, That's Madame right. Wu, the Chinese yeah. girl from You Only Live Twice. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, yeah. You, I give you the best duck, darling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> darling, I give you the best duck. Well, I mean, yes, and then I, I a Mass Melkinson testicle torture scene, fantastic. But yes, you shouldn't have been taken out that quickly. Like, what the hell was that about? Because after that, they're all riding on the boat together or whatever, and I was like, wait a minute, we know it's not over yet. We know it wasn't, and it wasn't over yet. And then she drowns, and we kill those mindless bad, or nameless bad guys. That pissed me off. But they wrapped it up in that cool ending where you know Mr. White's like hello, and he's like Mr. White, and he shoots. We need to talk. Head. Yes. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. And he walks ball and they, you know, whatever. It was so badass. <laughs> and, uh, and then Quantum of Solace just fucked that up. Quantum, quantum of boredom. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. terrible. Oh, Sorry, Vincent. I sung there. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> hey, you know, this is your show, man. You could, you know, take you can take your shirt off for all I care. Yeah. We good, Frankie. I mean, we're all guys here. I mean, as long as we don't call it third leg productions or something. <laughs> all right. So Frankie is down with the casino. You know, the opening action sequence obviously is like phenomenal. But this scene right here made me like really love this version of Bond was when he was, you know, Bond actually got desperate for a second. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, hold up. Bond yeah. is just going yeah. to grab a random knife and just walk up and stab a <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, are you serious right now? Um, Holy shit, this dude's ruthless, man. Like he didn't, He's like, fuck it. I'm going to get the knife. I'm taking this dude out. Yeah. And, uh, but he got stopped. But I was like, yo, man, he's just like ruthless. Uh, but yeah, chaos. Okay, uh, I'm going to be in the minority here. I, I, it's all not, good. I'm not a, I, well, obviously, I'm a James Bond fan. Um, uh, but I, I'm just not a Daniel Craig guy. Okay. Uh, he just, he doesn't work for me. And maybe it's the, the plots that they've given him that they've decided. I mean, Frankie, you said they wrap it up. They don't wrap shit up. That's like the fucking part one of four or five, you know, with whatever's happening in the new one. So, I don't know. For me, the first movie I saw in theaters, Bond-wise, Living Daylights. So, mm. uh, for me, Timothy Dalton, I mean, I guess you're always partial to your first, right? Um, Timothy Dalton, I feel, was a, such a standout, unique version of the character. It led me to read the books and all the stuff and watch the other movies and all that stuff. Um so when Daniel Craig shows up, I'm like, wow, he doesn't, he looks like a bruiser. He looks like, you know, like, like a thug. He looks like somebody James Bond would beat up. You know, he did, he, did, he just didn't, he didn't feel classy to me. Okay. And then you see the movie and, oh, like, I think Rick touched on this. I get, you know, worried about the J- Jason Bourne <laughs> situation. To me, it is Jason Bourne. It's a hundred percent Jason Bourne. Uh, it doesn't have the Bond DNA. Yeah. He wears a suit. M is in it, you know, he, he, he's on a mission, but it didn't feel bondish to me, and it still doesn't. I've seen it multiple times. I think I watched the movies I dislike the most to understand why I don't like them. Mm, okay. Speaking of which, GoldenEye is one I don't really like, and I don't know why. I just can't, I love Pierce Brosnan. I think he's awesome, but I can't get into GoldenEye. I don't know why. So I probably watched that one the most of all his movies because I'm trying to figure out why I couldn't get into it. Um, I love Xenia on a top though. I was fucking, that's now oh, that's no, come on. No. Oh man. Now that's a villain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, anyway, so casino comes out. I come in as optimistic as possible and, um, yeah, it has a cool opening action sequence. I think we can all agree. Fantastic. Uh, you know, chase sequence to me, it didn't feel like a bond opening sequence. It felt like mission impossible. It felt like that type of, you know, Something that would have, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. I don't know. Like it just, it just had that, not the stink. That's a, a wrong word to use, but um, it just had that that flavor to it. It didn't feel like a classy Bond opening. Um, good action, but it didn't feel Bondish to me. Uh, then the movie goes on from there, and the the middle of the movie is, is them fucking playing cards, and I'm like, what the hell? This is the plot. They're, they're, I mean, they're literally gonna gonna play cards for half the movie. I mean, yeah, it's suspenseful, and yes, Mickelson is one of the best. That's the one thing I'll say. Daniel Craig has the best actors for villains in in, in his run. Uh, I mean, it remains to be seen what happens 
uh, with Safin in the new one, but it's a good actor, so fingers crossed. Um, Mickelson is great. I like Ava Green. I, I don't, I, I, again, I don't get his fascination with her character. They really only share a week or two of story time together. And I mean, I guess, you know, you follow, you fall in love with whoever you fall in love with. But I don't know. It's, it, it, to me, I feel like there's, and, and not even talking about the fact that this is a restart, that this is not a continuation from what we've seen. This is the first Bond movie, according to uh, according to the canon. Um, I don't know, and, and I give it a lot of leeway for it being he's rough. He's not James Bond yet, you know. He's getting there. I get that, but as a Bond movie, it didn't it didn't have the elements that I look for. It didn't have the the satisfaction uh, that I want out of out of a Bond picture. Okay, uh, you know what? And we've been we've been, we've all been <laughs> shitting on on Quantum of Solace, but. Um, like that one felt a little more bondish to me. It's still pretty much a throwaway movie, but it's got bondish moments. I like when he throws his right. friend in the trash, like those elements. I think that's pretty fucking cool, man. That's that's stuff that's like that would be in the books. That's like the espionage, real like fucking oh, that's hardcore shit. Makes the uh-huh. guy drink oil. I like that shit. That one um, does have the Jason Bourne shaky cam stuff though. All the action in yeah. Solace is all like you can't yep. see hardly any of it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the beginning. Yeah, right. That 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 car chase. What the fuck is happening? Who's chasing who? That's like I'm, I'm, I'm laughing right now. If you guys, if you guys are wondering why I'm laughing right now, because in the comments, he's like, "Oh, Jose, those are fighting words." Oh, Aaron's right. gonna make it. Aaron's actually yeah. gonna make it. All he's right. coming. You made him come in, man. I, I did it on purpose. I'm kidding. I love. I love. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Hey, he made it. Thanks, my friend. Welcome, Aaron. All right. <laughs> Chaos? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up real quick. Okay, um, go ahead. It, 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 I, I think Skyfall is his best movie. I think it's the one that it feels bondish. The plot falls apart the more you really look at it, but it, 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 it to me, great, that's man. his best one. Skyfall's However, um, we're, let's, we're, let's wait until we get to Mission Impossible, uh, okay. and, and they'll have more to say then. Copy that. All right. Uh, Aaron, and then we'll go to Frank. Aloha. <laughs> hey. I'm kind of late. Master hey. Cash got me in here, man. Yay! <clears throat> but that's that's not that's a good thing. I I, I couldn't sleep, so I had to come and do something. <laughs> All hey, right. Thanks for coming in, man. Not a problem. First time I saw this movie, I hated it. Ooh. That's true. Uh, I did not get it at all. And there was, and I saw it, and I actually saw it coming in. Like I actually didn't even see the opening of the film. I came in around like ten minutes in. I was late getting in. And I saw it in the theater, and I'm like, I, I don't really get this. And then I stayed away from it until Quantum of Solace came in. And Qu- I said, maybe I should go back and watch this again before Quantum of Solace comes in. And then I went back and I watched it, and I totally fell in love with it. I got it. Like, everything clicked. just like you, something hits, and then all those things fall in place. Uh, this was the beginning of Bond. This was not the suave, sophisticated Bond that we're used to. This was the Bond at the start. This is the blunt instrument. That M talks about. Uh, he's crasser. He's more coarse. He's he he's violent and and he's closer. Timothy Dalton is the closest we've gotten so far to the book. Like as a guy that's read all the books, Timothy Dalton is the closest to the book. Uh, he always will be. I don't think they're ever going to get as close to the book again. They're not going to go that way. But uh, for like doing a bond, uh, what it seemed was a more realistic bond. Yes, for me that this is what this is. As a Jason Bourne. No, I mean, like Jason Bourne, 
know, I know a lot of people love the films, and I think the films are okay, but they're badly shot. Mm-hmm. And the action sequences are really badly done. They are not so in this film. This is definitely a well-shot film. The ac- action sequences, unlike Quantum Solace, which is a horrible film, um, <laughs> the, the action sequences are incredible. And uh, I, love, I love the opening scene. I think everybody loves the opening scene for this one. Uh, he does, there's the great fight. We get the parkour sequence. I'm a guy that did parkour. I love parkour. Um, so that, that was fantastic. They changed it from like uh, from they made it poker and that's right set of back route, which was in the book. Uh, so that was that was a bit different, but I guess they had to kind of like Americanize it uh, slightly, or maybe some people wouldn't like know the rules back route. I guess uh, so that kind of bothered me at first because I was expecting a different card card. But when you get to the point where the bad guy is like, you think okay, this is the bad guy, and he's like the you know there's blood coming down from him Chafra, and you realize that he's just part of a cog. And we're not getting that Dr. Noish bad guy that we got before. Like, everything is kind of turned on its head. They ask him, like, you know, how would you like your martini? Like, you know, just give it to him. I don't care. <clears throat> Do I look like, you know, I have like, give a damn, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, a, it's fantastic. It's a good deconstruction of it. Because what they're doing with this film is they're deconstructing the whole franchise so they can slowly build it back up to what you know. But at this point... Almost everything is supposed to be nothing that you know and go in different ways than you expect it. Uh, almost every sequence. And the brilliance between most of these films, Quantum Solace fails miserably, but the rest of the films do really well with this, is that they slowly build it back up to we're at a point now where it's getting very much close to the bond where we'd have around under Magic Secret Service. Um, you know, not, not the bond, but you know, that that era, that level of bond. That's what we got with the last film. And the one that a lot of people hate too, the uh, Spectre one, is much more for me. It's like, it's a throwback to Roger Moore. And I think that's why some people don't like the Spectre stuff uh, is because it's much more of a uh, of the henchman and the cheesiness and the over-the-topness. But I thought it was fantastically fun. But there, I love Casino Royale. That's my that's my. Thoughts. And, and, and to go off of what you were saying, Aaron, I mean, he doesn't even say his name to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very. That was nice. That was very well done. All right, Frank. I uh, grew up watching Roger Moore's uh, Bond movies. I saw, you know, Spy Who Loved Me, um, Moonraker, and For Your Eyes Only in Hong Kong in theater. Loved them. Then I came, you know, came here, and then by chance I got to catch a, a screening of um, the Connery film. You know, uh, You Only Live Twice in the theater. I love it. You know, I didn't realize, you know. Because I grew up watching Roger Moore, never seen a Connery one, and then when I saw you only title, I was like, "Wow, you know, he's he's great. He's you know, to me, he's much better than Roger Moore." So to me, Connery was always like the best Bond, and then until Craig came along, you know, you have no idea how many times I rewatched this film. I just, you know, this is I saw this in Hong Kong again by chance, and only later did I realize that the two action scenes, the opening um, fight in the bathroom, the black and white sequence. And the stair- stairway fight was actually censored in the U.S. They cut out a few mm. of the more violent shots. I guess, like when he drowned him in the in the in the, um, the sink. Yeah, it's actually went on longer when you watch it overseas. But they finally oh. restored it for the U.S. version on the on the 4K. Just so you know. But anyway, oh. okay. yeah. But when I saw this in the theater initially, I, I liked it. Didn't love it. Loved the opening black and white sequence. Loved the parkour action sequence. Didn't like the Miami sequence so much, but then once they got to Montenegro, right? Once he got to Montenegro, and then and it, it started to grow on me. You know, and I, I began to like this film more and more. And I thought, yeah, this is a reboot. 
you know, we, we, we're starting from scratch, you know, um, we, we're going back to his roots, like Aaron said, you know, and, and I got, and again, by then I got the point of the film, you know, we're restarting over, you know, this is from, you know, from, from the very beginning. And um, I, I love um, the fact that they kept Judy Dench as M. I really like that. It's like it's a canon. It's like you know, we show we're telling you, yes, I know we're starting everything from scratch, but here he's a little reminder that yes, you know, there's still traces of what what's come before, what's gonna come later. So I think that's a that's a great casting choice to have Judy Dench continue as M. I love Jeffrey Wright as a Felix, you know, brother from Langley. Love that. Uh, you know, can't wait to see him again in No Time to Die. Um Ava Green, I thought it was a good love interest. Um, and the fact that she also kind of double, you know, she's kind of like a double agent. That was a nice little twist. Uh, the final sequence, I agree that the villain, you know, you, 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 you replace the ship with all this nameless goon, so to speak. But that sequence is very well done. You know, the whole collapsing of that building, the, the you know, in Venice, that's very well done. And and, um, and also by the end, we, we realize, oh, there's something bigger at hand. You know, there's someone, you know, in charge, or the, 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 this bigger bad guy uh behind where we won't find out until the next film so so i find that intriguing uh and I, I, I like the blunt instrument part like, i love how during the parkour sequence the guy throw the gun at him he throws it back the, a lot of the nice little traits you know, throughout the movie and you, know, you have the humor right he, he pretending to be the parking valet at the at the club you know all that stuff you know all these things add up to my great to my appreciation on this film so I think this is a great reboot. I think Craig was probably the best bond since Connery. Um, and I can't wait to see No Time to Die. Um, and just a couple of quick things. I will defend Quantum of Solace. I think based on what they had to do because of the writer's strike, mm -hmm. I think they did the best they could. They have to come up the line. They have to, come, they have to finish the story. I mean, the writers went on strike. You know, what do you expect, right? And also, I, I love that. I think there's, one, there's two sequences in that film. I still think rank at one of the best Bond moments. The opera sequence, the whole mm -hmm. thing, the opera sequence, that's fantastic. And also um, the opening car chase, I like. I, I love it. I like how it's continuing. I like how you went, you know, go straight into the continuation of the story from Casino Royale. I thought that was a nice touch. I like the opening car chase. I love the Tosca sequence, the opera house sequence. But I also like that whole part when they're in South America. It somehow reminded me of the old Bond films, the way they were shot, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just the way characters interact with each other within that whole sequence in South America. I just love that sequence. I just think it's like, oh, this is old school Bond. You know, this, this is great stuff. And I'm, I must say, Casino Royale has just beautiful cinematography. Just wonderful, wonderfully shot. So. All right. Very well said, Frank. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Mission Impossible, Fallout. And so. Fall over. Fall over. <laughs> All right. So. Sorry, Vincent. I got to be honest, man. I got to be honest. So here no, we go. No. So with the whole Mission Impossible saga, it's kind of always been over the top since the beginning. Uh, Fallout is not like, oh, you know, this is so fake. Oh, my God. It's been crazy insane over the top <laughs> this with the Ethan Hunt character. And that works for some people, right? And it doesn't work for some people. And it's all good. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's been like that. I mean, driving two motorcycles, they jump off both motorcycles, they spear each other in the air. I mean, it's it's been over-the-top crazy since day one. Even in the first movie, there's crazy over-the-top moments in there. So it's not new for me. However, uh, I have my favorites, and some of them I'm like, oh, that was all right. Oh, that was good. That was all right. 
but uh, I think Rogue Nation they really kind of Alpha Alpha Protocol was 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 good, but it, it was kind of weak, very weak uh, villain in that one. So I was kind of like, eh. Alpha Protocol. Rogue, yeah, isn't that yeah? Alpha, Ghost, isn't Alpa, Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Go, sorry, sorry. Alpha Ghost Protocol, Protocol is, uh, is that video game that's about spies? So okay, thank you. <laughs> kind of I was close. I was yeah. close with the spy Something territory. Like Ghost yeah. Protocol. There we go. Thank you guys. Uh, they had some good stuff in that, but uh, you know, it was. I thought it would kind of fell flat. Rogue Nation, I think it brought it back uh, for me in terms of like, hey, all right, now we're talking, man. Now we're talking. I mean, come on, Tom Cruise hanging on the side of the airplane. In the beginning of the movie was insanity, and he did that stunt like ten times. <laughs> He's hanging off the side of the airplane. I never thought in a million years that the the, the, the skinny little kid in, the, in his underwear sliding around in the living room singing would be the closest thing we would have to a Jackie Chan right now. I had absolutely, I did not see that coming at all. Wow. You know, and a lot of the stunts in this movie is legit. I mean, he got injured. I mean, he like really got injured right here, especially when he jumped over the rooftop. He crushed his ankle, and he and he kept going, and he kept going, and you can see it in the movie. You see him limp off a camera. I mean, a lot of. I mean, it's been a put it this way. It's been a long time. It's very rare, extremely, uh, actually, since you know, in recent cinema. It's been very rare for me to be in the theaters and kind of sit up like. Yo, this is like legit action sequences and stunt here. Like sitting up, especially when he's flying the helicopter. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you having your star fly a helicopter? This could go horribly wrong for your movie franchise. But it was just like, it's been a long time. I got a little bit of this, a little bit of the white knuckle, you know, experience. That's extremely rare in movies nowadays. Very extremely rare. You know, we go back to the Vincent Lynn era and Jackie Chan era. That happens all the time. But nowadays, it's extremely rare to get that sense of, yo, this is fucking legitimately badass and exciting. And for, for me, everybody's different. Fallout was exciting from beginning to end. And unlike in the beginning of the movie, our hero fails right off the bat. Right at the beginning of the film. I love stuff like that. And, uh, and another thing is I really love the character of Faust. You know, push all the boring, bland, generic, forced Captain Marvels all you want. But nobody's talking about how badass and legit Faust is. <laughs> Agent Faust is legit badass. Convincing badass and a very well-written character for a female. Yeah. But nobody talks about Rebecca Ferguson. Nobody talks about her. But phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. I mean, just this, the stunt work yep. is unparalleled in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, it's, I, I get where Vincent's coming from. I totally get it. But I don't know. I, we'll have to get to Rick to see if it's John Wick 3 level. Oh, of there ridiculous. you go. Yeah. Is it John Wick 3 level, Rick? We'll get, we'll, when we get to Rick, he'll, he'll answer that question. Uh, but I don't know, man. I really enjoyed Even Henry, Henry, Henry Cavill was great in this. You know, I thought he was a great, solid villain. I really enjoyed him. Just a great time. I love the cast. I love Simon Pegg. I love Vin Rames. It's just a really great time. And if they keep making movies this exciting and entertaining, I'm going to be back for the next one. So that's my Mission Impossible Fallout rant, kind of. All right, Rick. <laughs> Mission Impossible, the television series, was the first television series I ever wrote a fan letter to. 
I said, guys, you should have an episode where you show how they get the information that you give to Jim Phelps. And they sent me a very nice letter back, and that was sweet. And that established my relationship with Mission Impossible. And then I wrote my Edgar Award-winning TV Detectives book um, and talked about the Mission Impossible television show. So I was ready when the movies came out. And I realized something right away. The, sh the movies are called Mission Colon Impossible. So in the very first movie, he does something impossible, literally impossible. He's blown, his helicopter is blown, and he goes flying onto the, the, the channel train. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. Of course, he would have been turned into red mulch by that. But because it was called Mission Impossible, I said, all right, I'll give him that. And I kept watching the episodes, and they were all fine. And I started really liking it because, unlike Bond, which started really strong and got weaker, they started pretty weak and got better. They just kept improving. And that was, you know, whatever you think of Tom Cruise, the Scientology connection and all the rest of it. In public, he works really hard to be the best person he can be and the best filmmaker he can be. And the thing about the reason why I wanted to do Fallout on this episode rather than Road Nation is that Fallout, Tom Cruise improves himself. Fallout is the best Tom Cruise has ever been as a human being. This movie corrects the mistakes he made in the previous Mission Impossible. In the previous, in all the other Mission Impossibles, Tom Cruise, it had to be about him. Everybody else was subservient to him. He had to have the best stunts. He had to have the best fights. He had to have the best quits. The female and the supporting characters not were all just, you know, holding him up. In Fallout, I noticed he gave everybody a moment. He gave ever. That's why Rebecca Ferguson could shine. All the supporting players could shine. When... Uh, the what's the name of the uh, black actor? I'm sorry, I'm blind. Bing Rames. Bing Bing Rames. Rames. Yeah. When Bing Rames saw in the script that he gets killed, he went to Tom Cruise and went, "Really? You killed a black guy?" And Tom Cruise went, "You know, you're right." And they changed it. Henry Cavill. The other thing about this, yeah, Casino Royale had that great opening fight in the bathroom. Here they have a fight in the bathroom. And what's the one thing I remember about the fight in the bathroom? The flip? The Popeye punch. Yeah. Uh -huh. oh. Rhyming up. Uh. He, he's given his moment. That was unforgettable. And then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, whatever you may feel, Vincent, about the abuse that Tom takes, he took it off screen, too. I mean, they included in, in, the, in the set that I got they had the fallout stunt. It was a special thing on just the stunts. Tom Cruise doing all his own stunts. Mm -hmm. I mean, each they go through each scene in this book. The halo jump, the foot chase, the motorcycle chase. The rig they set up for the motorcycle chase broke. So Tom said, just start filming Chris, Chris McQuarrie. That's, that's another important. We also didn't mention Paul Haggis for uh, Casino Royale. He was an integral thing about the success of Casino Royale. Christopher McQuarrie, the screenwriter and director of this, 
is an integral ingredient in this to keep Tom on the, on the straight and narrow. The helicopter pursuit, Tom started training almost two years before they started production, learning to fly helicopters. He got his license, and he spent the next year practicing just for that scene, and then he did the free fall. He did the actual free fall in the helicopter. My buddy, Steve Hartov, who worked for the, or he was an Israeli paratrooper, he, we saw this movie together and his eyes were bulging. He's going, he's actually doing that. Did they fake that? Did they do special effects? And I'm going, no, I don't think they did. I think they just let it run. Because again, unlike Tom Cruise for the cliffhang, the first sequence they, sh they shot after the break and Tom and Henry were up there in the freezing cold on very treacherous terrain. We filmed it only nine weeks after Tom's ankle break. It was still broken while climbing the side of the cliff, and it was extremely uncomfortable for him. Uncomfortable, that's the word. And that first halo jump, no one had ever jumped out on film from that height. And we were told, Tom Cruise said, we were told it was impossible. <laughs> but he did it, so... The thing that I loved about this movie is that it had a verisimilitude because Tom was doing Buster Keaton. Tom was doing Jackie Chan. And Tom was a better man than he had ever been before. And every time he gave one of the other characters their moment, including the villain, I went, awesome, buddy. Awesome. And so this one, and this unfortunately came after Quantum of Solace. Skyfall I liked but you'll notice in Skyfall, Bond fails at everything he does. Skyfall is the Goldfinger of the era because Sean Connery didn't like Goldfinger and he didn't understand why people liked it so much because he mm. said, Bond fails at everything in this. He fails at everything. He fights an old fat guy. He can't even beat him at the end. <laughs> and so the same thing happens in Skyfall. Bond just totally screws up. He doesn't do anything right in the whole movie. And then Spectre. Don't get me started on Spectre. I thought Spectre was a James Bond movie directed by the Monty Python troupe. I mean, it was farcical how bad it was. And the thing that really got me in that, because the, the fights were so good in GoldenEye and in Casino Royale, and there's a moment in, in Spectre where Bond is fighting Jinx for no reason. They're on a train heading to the secret I You know, did they get on a train that said, next stop, Blofeld Secret Headquarters. Next stop, prepare for Blofeld Secret Headquarters. And he has a fight. Blofeld wants Bond to be alive when he gets there. So what is Hinks fighting him for in the first place? But then the integral moment, and you'll know this, Vincent. You'll probably know this too, Frank. Is that when he has the knife, he has the ice pick. How does he come at Hinks? Is it come at Hanks the way an agent, who, a trained agent, would have come at Hanks, which is underhanded? No, he does it. He does one of these things, which he I have. Michael Myers. He goes Michael Myers <laughs> out of him. Barrels of Pauline. That's crazy. Yeah. Asking for him to block it. It was yeah. nonsense. So, I saw Mission Impossible Fallout after having seen all of that and just going. There was a moment I knew I was mortal when I said. Someday I'll never know. I'll, I won't know who the new James Bond is. Someday I'll, I won't know who the new James Bond is. And I was really going to go, oh, I'm going to die someday. But <laughs> after Spectre, I said, you know, thank you guys. Now I don't care who the next James Bond is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Then I got to see Fallout. Oh, he's here all week, folks. Oh, God. This guy. All right. Vincent, I'm going to get you in case you need to bounce early. Go ahead, my friend. Well, yeah. Well, after what Rick just said, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. Look, the one one thing I could say, and I just, I needed to, I've seen it once, but I said, it's so long ago. I said, you know what? I'm going to, I watch it again. And I watched it last night. And I was like, God, when is this film going to be over? Oh, look at that. All right. Way too long. Um, Look, kudos to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, and he's not a young guy, you know, so to, to be doing that kind of stunt work is, is uh, very impressive. Uh, so certainly not taking that away from him at all. Um, but if we just think about from a film side of it, uh, you know, people are shooting at each other, right? Bullets are ricocheting off the wall, especially down in that, uh, I don't know where it was, a tunnel. They were underground. And, you know, people just standing there and they, they move their head like this. There's no reaction on the face. I remember the first film I did, directed by Yun Wu Ping at Tiger Cage. And there's a scene where I'm inside a car and I'm shooting, uh, it was a 38 Smith & Wesson through the roof. While you know, it was uh, Jackie Joan was on the roof of the car, so it was enclosed blanks, right? You know how loud a blank is inside a car. You probably guys, probably none of you know how loud that is. I do. And they let me put one earplug in because because it was shot from the from the window. The earplug was obviously on the left side because otherwise they would have seen the earplug from the right. I tell you, just from shooting once or twice, my ears were ringing for the rest of the night. And that's just one, one small scene like that. I mean, this, is, this movie is so over the top. It makes me want to puke. I did like I did like the fight scene in the bathroom. But even then when they they grab the guy, they flip him over, he break, he lands through the sink and he gets up. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. Uh, uh, I don't I could go on and on and tear this thing to shreds, but I, I'm not going to. You already know how I feel about it. Next person. All right. <laughs> All right. Vincent's pick is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> Sam. Yeah, I, I've fallen over. <laughs> Sam. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, I think Fallout is the best of the Mission Impossible franchise. All right. Um, and there are some movies in the series I don't like. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, like the, the first one I don't really care about. I know it's like a classic or whatever, and I like Brian De Palma, but the first one just doesn't do anything for me. The second one, again, I love John Woo, but the second movie, I think, I don't know, it's just kind of lame. Some of the action at the end is kind of fun, I guess, but it's just kind of so disconnected from everything that it's whatever. Three, I like purely for Philip Seymour Hoffman, because he's, and, he's and my Maggie guy, Q. PSH. Maggie he's Q, my, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. He reached yeah. brought Maggie Q back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is my favorite actor ever, so uh, you know I gotta gotta respect Mission Impossible Three for that. 
Um, four feels like kind of like a restart for the series. Um, the Burj Khalifa climbing sequences is great, super memorable. Another great Tom Cruise uh, stunt moment. Um, five is good, but it's a little forgettable for me. Um, I think it is like really good. It's just I struggle to remember the specific moments. I think there's an opera house sequence. Yeah, the, the opera house sequence in uh, Quantum of Solace as well. Um, and like how there's a bathroom fight in both of these movies. Um, and I think Rogue Nation was also directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who came back for Fallout. And I think he's a huge part of why it works. So I love Christopher McQuarrie going back to when he made uh, Way of the Gun, which is one of my really? favorite action movies. Um, absolutely love that movie, especially the final shootout, which was like the first video essay I ever made pretty much was on the Way of the Guns final shootout. Um, and he also like wrote the usual suspects and stuff. So he's obviously, you know, talented in that department as well. Um, and I think he's like at the top of his game, uh, Macquarie, I mean, as far as like directing action goes and Mitch Possible Fallout, I think, I think, um, well, let's just talk about the bathroom fight at first. I think that is the, the highlight of the action in the movie. Um, there's some really great stunts outside of it, but if we're comparing like fight scene to fight scene, Nothing comes close to the bathroom fight. I mean, the real MVP of the movie, I don't even think it's Tom Cruise. I think it's that random nameless dude in the bathroom. But <laughs> he's, he, he is like the star of the movie for me. He, I wanted a whole movie about that guy. He kicks both of their asses. He only gets taken out when Rebecca Ferguson comes in and shoots him in the head. So it's like that guy, he's better than both of the super guys in the movie. He's the real winner of, of, this, of this thing. Um, yeah, it's a great fight scene. It gives me like actual like kung fu vibes which i don't get anywhere else in the movie and i don't get anywhere else in like any of the james bond movies really they feel a lot more like americanized in the fighting um but that specific fight feels kind of hong kongy to me um i mean obviously not exactly but you know a little it's, it's in that kind of vein um i like that like uh i think henry cavill is really good in that fight scene he's an actor who i didn't really like or i just didn't really see him in much that he impressed me in, before this movie and i think he's great it kind of made me a fan of him I think he's really great in this villain role. And it's I like that it's a villain role where, like, you really don't know if he is the villain for a good chunk of it, you know? You kind of go back and forth, and it's like on a, on a rewatch, it's kind of obvious. But on a first watch, I mean, you know, I was right where the director wanted me in terms of, like, oh, he's good, he's bad, he's, you know, back and forth, whatever. I think all that kind of uh, directorial orchestration all worked really well. Um, I think the whole rest of the cast is great. Simon Pegg is always funny. I'm glad they kept him around. I'm glad Vic Range is still around. He's, like, the only returning cast member from the very first one, I think, other than Tom Cruise, of course. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see him. Also, just because, like, he's not really in a whole lot of big movies these days, so it's just cool to see him, you know, see him doing a good job. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the motorcycle chase is a lot of fun. Um, the, oh, the, air, the airplane, obviously, when he's hanging on the side, taking off, that's a crazy stunt. I think it's kind of a shame how, um, how big of a story that was before the movie came out. It kind of, like, ruined the stunt for everybody. You know how there were like people got like uh, photos of him doing the stunt like like a year before the movie came out. It kind of spoiled the surprise. But the thing that's weird is like, yeah, it's a great stunt him hanging on and then it taking off. The thing that immediately wrecks my immersion though is he pulls himself into the plane, and then it hard cuts to this really awful looking CGI dummy like ragdolling around the inside of the plane with Tom Cruise like ADRing a scream over the top of it. And it's that's ridiculous. That completely takes me out of it. Um, it, it directly follows this, you know, really impressive mm. real stunt to follow it with this like awful CG, you know, weird physics. It's, I don't know. I don't like that decision. <clears throat> but um, 
Uh, let's see. Okay, so I've seen Casino Royale a bunch of times. I've only seen Fallout the one time. I've learned to rewatch it, and I did rewatch. Um, I rewatched all the action sequences in preparation of this stream. Um, but even though I've only seen the movie once, I've watched that bathroom fight like like fifteen times. <laughs> it's a really great fight scene. Um, but it has the same problem as uh, Casino Royale, where the best action is like right near the start of the movie. Um, I don't think it ever gets to the height of that uh, bathroom fight scene. There are really good stunts. And the fight at the end is okay, like on the cliffside. I think it's a pretty good fight, but it doesn't even come close to like the, the choreography of the uh, of the uh, the bathroom fight scene. So they both kind of have that issue of kind of you know not living up to their opening action. Um, I don't know. I mean, I went into the stream not knowing if I would pick Casino Royale or Fallout, and I'm still not sure. So what? I'm going to keep debating it. Ever uh, since you invited me on the stream, I've been thinking about which one which one All do right. I go with, and I'm really not sure. Um, All right. I'm we'll still a little torn. I th- Copy yeah, that. I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Frankie. Frankie. Me? Yeah. Frankie. Sorry. Sorry. Frankie. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Vincent. My, my willing suspension of disbelief is pretty crazy because I really like this movie. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, I know it's batshit crazy. I would say, yeah, John Wick three of that completely like insanity where one thing leads to the other of just like what the fuck, what the it's like a ro- roller coaster for me, and I just really enjoy that. The deal about uh, a lot of the Mission Impossible movies for me, it's a kind of a love hate relationship because Mission Impossible, I saw that in theaters and I was confused because I was a child. I'm like, this is what, okay, I guess this is what good movies are. And I'm like, is this a good movie? I don't know. And I'm still pondering it, but I still love it. How convoluted it is. I still love it because I feel like that's what espionage is. You don't understand it. Everyone's playing people, you know? But um, but then, you know, John Woo, not great. I mean, I love the flourishes of John Woo, but the movie, not so good. And then part three, JJ and all that shenanigans. But eventually Rogue Nation, I did like that, but I felt like I was kind of done with them in a weird way. Like, I know where mm. you guys are going. But mm-hmm. then uh, I, I missed Fallout in theaters, and I saw it on Amazon, Amazon Prime. And, and, and it was fucking amazing, and I'm a fucking idiot. Didn't see it in theaters. That's a roller coaster, pure roller coaster ride. Anyway, but I mean... The freaking halo jump like it's crazy i'm like wait they're jumping out they're jumping they're jumping out and then freaking like henry cavill being a dick like i know what i'm doing and then he gets struck by lightning like what the fuck like i was like what the hell that was like, crazier and i love everything kept on getting like here's the mission here they're gonna fuck up and they're gonna improvise fixing that mission that's what i always love like with the, the bathroom fight he destroyed the mask thing like the thing that makes the mask what are they gonna do it's mission impossible without mask what you know what i mean and then they figure it out. And then the callback to uh, Max's daughter, you know what I mean? Or Ma- Max from the first film, which is like, yeah, what? <clears throat> cool. And then also the closure with uh, Tom Cruise's wife, because they've been jerking us off since fucking like after part three. They're like, is she dead? I don't know. Oh, there she is waving at him. Wait, are they together? They didn't mention that Rogue Nation. What the hell? And then it's like, oh, they split up. And then it's that weird, awkward thing when they need to find the, the bombs in just 15 minutes, right? And there's a whole chase in 15 minutes. I mean, that's insane. Like, I always thought that's like, wait, how did it? it was almost like an inception with the van. Like, all right, I think this is longer than 15 minutes. But it's still so cool. Like, they do it so well that I'm just like, okay. But, okay, now the, the, the helicopter's flicking around. How, how has Henry Cavill survived that? Okay, oh, they need to get the little button thing. Wait, the button's now off the cliff. Okay, 15 minutes again. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh God, look out. 
but it's still so like it, it earned that insanity by the end for me i mean i was just all right all right all right that's what's going on time is different here it's inception i don't know but i i, I liked it it's a fun okay. coaster ride and i'm excited for the next one next one and the next one so I'm all right ready. all right chaos um i have a weird history with the mission impossible movies i i i i love espionage i'm a, I'm a fan of the show um uh obviously i watched it on reruns but i i, I really enjoyed the show uh, and i actually love the first movie i think the first movie to me feels like the show like it feels like they're trying to do an episode of the show um the other one's not so much and it's only because i feel they become so so vanilla yes there's cool stunts and yes there's big things happening and oh he's gonna climb up a building you know oh, he's gonna hang off a plane oh cool but what's happening what is the what what is the story? And I always get lost in these movies, and I don't know why. I'm usually pretty good at following stuff. Like I still don't know what the fuck happens in Fallout. Uh, like wait, what? Okay, who's bad? Wait, he's really good. What's going on? I'm so it was so confusing to me, and, and I think that really affected my enjoyment of the movie. The stunts are great. Kudos for Tom Cruise being immortal or something because there's no <laughs> how does no one die? I don't even think Jackie Chan would do these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but again, for me as a writer, it comes down to the plot and these movies are so dense yeah. Yeah. and, but at the same time, they're so similar. Like I can't even tell you what happens in what movie, like the building, the climate, I don't even know what, which one that's in part two, well, not a part two, part two is very distinct. Three, what, what is that? What, what, what is the building in the, the, the big tower that he climbs? Does anybody know what movie that's in? Yeah, that's ghost protocol. Ghost protocol. Is that, which, which is number what? Four. Four. Okay. See, they, okay. So there's elements in those movies that I remember, but I don't remember where they fall into the timeline of the canon or whatever. Uh, and I think that's a problem. It, it's a problem for me. So I'm not very excited about Mission Impossible movies. I do love the stunts and I, um, I love Henry Cavill in this. I'm a big Henry Cavill fan. Um, and funny enough that we're, we're, we're talking about Bond because uh, he may be the next Bond. I hope that at least that's, that's my vote. Um, uh, I, Aaron, we, 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 we can do a versus on that later. Oh my um, God. That's, that's, I don't know. That's, he, he's, he's my vote. Um, uh, but, um, I, you know, it's, it's weird. It's such a weird franchise. I'll still see them. Uh, but I, I just don't, I don't have any love for the characters. I don't have any love for what's going on. And I feel that uh, there's so much fluff story wise that it's just sort of like it's there to serve the purpose of. Oh, Tom wants to hang off a plane in this one. Let's figure out a way to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, he want, he's been learning how to fly a helicopter. Put a helicopter sequence in it. Okay. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's like, I mean, he's been practicing helicopter flying for two years. They didn't have that script for two years. So I'm pretty sure it was a thing where Tom Cruise was like, oh, I just learned how to fly helicopters. I'm flying a helicopter in this, guys. Oh, I know how to defuse nuclear bombs. Put me in. Uh, put a nuclear bomb in this. I know how to do that now. I'm Tom Cruise. Since we're talking about Tom Cruise, you got to do it, man. Do it. Oh, oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ready? Yeah. Woo! Yeah! Woo! 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 Yeah! Woo! Okay, there you go. <laughs> I love Katie Holmes. We'll, we'll, we'll leave All it right. on. Yeah. Katie, woo, man. Woo! Yeah, okay, we'll leave it there. All right, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Yeah. All right. Um, I agree with a lot of what Jose has to say and a lot of what Vincent has to say. 
<laughs> All right, look at that. This is a little bit different, though. Mission. I love Brian De Palma. I'm probably the biggest Brian De Palma fan, like in this in this whole chat. I freaking hated Mission Impossible One, mm. and you don't you don't make Jim Phelps bad. You don't do that. That's sacred territory that you don't cross. Mm. If you're a fan of the series, you can't be down with that. Yeah, <clears throat> he's he's like the heart of the show. He's the heart of the remake in the in the eighties, like eighty eight, eighty nine series as well. And then the just slapping the face with this one. The movie's not that good. And the way that I see it is like there's some great stunts in Fallout, but a lot of them are over the top. I see these movies, and a lot of times I was like, hey, look, this is Tom Cruise's latest Vandy project where Tom Cruise just gets to show how cool Tom Cruise is. And even in this one here, like, you know, he gives people scenes. That's fantastic. But he still has his scenes. Even in hell, when he was doing the new Top Gun movie, apparently, they had to stop him from flying a jet. They wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> you know, they, they wouldn't, the Air Force wouldn't let him do it, but he wanted to do it. He wanted to get in there and Top Gun Maverick and do the whole thing. It was fun. I had forgotten the film immediately after I saw it. It is a cotton candy of action films. And the thing is that it's not, a, it's, you know, Bond, bad, good. They'll have ones throughout that'll, that'll be, you know, they'll go up and down in, uh, in the quality but not to this level, not to this level. Like, I know, I can go back to, you know, even I'll go back to Moonraker. Well, not one of the best Bond movies. I, I remember it, and I remember sequences from that film. If, uh, it, like like Jose, if you ask me about the Mission Impossible films, I remember sequences from the films, but mm-hmm. I will put them together as one because they're that bland, and the story is that uninspiring throughout these films. The story is not good. The story's not good to follow. It's like, <clears throat> like the... They make it nice and fancy, and they put in lots of like really over-the-top stunts, and that's great, but there's only so much flash and style they can put on the screen before you sit back and realize there's yeah. not a lot of substance. It's really fun to watch, but as soon as it's over, you're on to the next thing, and you don't remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well said. Frank? I agree with Aaron. I agree with Jose. I mean, look, this is definitely an event movie. This reminds me of a Jackie Chan event movie, right? You know, you, you, you have to treat it like an event movie. You go to see it for the stunts. You go to see it for the action. Um, but yeah, the, um, you know the um, the bathroom fight's fantastic. The whole chase scene, you know, in the, in, in, in the, on the streets of Paris, amazing. Yeah, I mean it's like a two part chase. You know, you first have you have the first chase with, with them trying, you know, trying to catch the bad guy. You know, um, hitting the car and you know, hitting the armor car into the river and stuff. And then you have. And you have Tom Cruise being chased by you know Rebecca Ferguson, you know that so, so it's like a two part chase, which I think is is pretty Oof, cool. That, look at that. Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, you think that the action is over once they capture Lark, but then you have Faust going after them. So that was a nice surprise. Um, I love the Ferguson character, like like um, like Samurai said. You know, I love that sequence in um, Road Nation when she tried to when she did the assassination at the Opera House. Yeah. Great sequence. My problem with this film was two things. One, once the action is over, the film really kind of like stopped, you know, in the middle, because with all these exposition, they're trying to do you know, that all these story, all these plot, all these exposition. After that Paris chase, you basically have one whole hour with virtually almost no action until you know he starts chasing, chasing uh, Henry Cavill in London. Um, so I think that's a that's I agree with Jose. It's like yeah, in Tom Cruise, there's all these ideas about, oh, I can fly a helicopter now. Let's try to fit this into the film 
by having all these stories, blah, 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 that led to the Harley helicopter thing. I agree. The story kind of bogs down. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the film got bogged down by the story. Second thing, all the action sequences were filmed very well, shot very well, very beautiful. The Paris chase, you know, beautiful cinematography. And then we get to that whole underground sequence where you know where you find out that Lark was a bad guy. I mean, uh, Henry Cavill was a bad guy. Cinematography really was really bad. It is dull. It's dark. is is not interesting compared with what you saw in Casino Royale. You know, the whole film visually is just beautiful. You know, like seeing they were eating in a restaurant in the car in in the, in the train as they had to Montenegro. You know, and then they were you know like like them trying out the you know they're in the bathroom with the tuxedo stuff. I mean, that's all shot beautifully. Here, whenever you bog down to the story part, just the talking part, the dialogue part, the the, the, the cinematography is just boring to me, at least. Uh, I do like the score. I think the score is fantastic. The music mm. score is wonderful. And yeah, the final helicopter stunt. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great. I saw these in IMAX when when that scene gradually you know expanded the IMAX ratio. Wonderful stuff. Mm. But yeah, I agree with Jose. I agree with Aaron. I I think the film got bogged down by all these uh, redundant storytelling. Yeah, and I think, and, and I still think that Tom Cruise should have brought back Maggie Q. She should have been in every single movie. After yeah, that. yes, yeah. I agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to vote. It is time. Here we go. I'm gonna go first because I already know, I already know who's gonna win. When 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 Rick put this together, I knew it's gonna be a landslide. <laughs> it's gonna be a landslide for the other movie. I already knew. I already knew that. But today, I'm going to flip the script. Casino, Casino Royale is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I love it. But I have to pull a Jose here, and it's not the Bond movie. It's not my favorite. It's not the Bond movie that made me a Bond fan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna vote for the little guy today, the underdog. I'm voting for Mission Impossible Fallout. Wow. Okay. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Rick. Oh wow! I thought I was gonna be the only guy. Both? All right. I don't know. Oh, he didn't vote yet. I thought he was oh. voting. <laughs> I haven't voted yet. Oh shit! Casino Royale. Damn it! All right. Chaos. Uh, I'm like I said. I have my problems with, with Casino, uh, but. I, I'm I'm voting for franchise. I'm going Bond because you know. All right, copy that, Frankie. Casino. Okay, pin. It's gonna be shocking. I know, <laughs> but easily Johnny English. Out. And my God, James Bond can't be Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill can't act good enough to be James Bond. <laughs> Just saying it. Aaron, I liked you up until now. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, casino. What's your vote? Aaron. Oh, I said casino. Okay, I was waiting. I didn't really hear it. <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Frank, the master remaster. You know, when I saw Casino Real, I, 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 I realized I was watching Bond. When I was watching Mission Impossible, I think I was, I realized I was watching Tom Cruise, not even Hunt. So that alone makes my involvement with the film, you know, mm. a big difference, make a big difference in, in my involvement with the film. So I have to say, Bond is the man. All right, there we go. All right, Sam? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I went in not knowing for sure. Um, I mean, I've been thinking about it. I'm ready to make a decision. 
But do it. I, I could be swayed either way. Let's just say I, I like them fairly evenly. Wow. Uh, I will say that I think Fallout is the best of the Mission Impossible series, but I'm going with Casino Royale. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, I do want to give a shout out though because I forgot to mention that. Uh, like we talked about how great the Halo jump was, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. stuff there. I want to just make sure we acknowledge the camera guy who jumped out with them and recorded it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, like, right? The camera guys never get credit when they're doing all the aerial stuff. And I want to shout out uh, Henry Cavill's mustache. That's, uh, <laughs> why we got the crazy CG lift in Justice League? Because <laughs> that mustache right. is worth a couple million dollars. There you go. All right. Uh, Casino Royale for Sam. Samurai's alone today, but it's all good. It's all love. The winner of today's versus is... Surprised at all. (laughs) And, again, we always had the internet vote as well. Not surprised. Hold on. let Let me bring it up. Hold on. Let me bring it up. And by a landslide... Wow. Yeah. Whoa. There you go. Yeah. Not surprised. Not surprised. Like all that. right. Today was a lot of fun. Thank all of you for watching today. Don't forget. Y'all know what to do. Y'all know what you do. You know, you know what you need to do. Subscribe to Sam. Brickwall Pictures, son. That's right. Follow Frank Jang. That's right. 88 Films Eureka. Subscribe to Vincent Lynn. Support his awesome, amazing cause. He is a legend. That's right. Subscribe to Frankie Puzos. Follow his work. Subscribe to Aaron Penn, Cult of Cinema. That's right. Buy all of Rick's books. All of them. <laughs> and, there's a, and, and there are a lot of those. Yeah, buy all of them. <laughs> and subscribe to my brother from another mother, Master Chaos TV. Subscribe. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, Rick, you write books? Cool, man. <laughs> yeah but this was a blast always awesome to have all these badasses hanging out with the samurai uh today next week should be fun as well you know you know where to go oh tomorrow really quick segue before we end it here hold on one second here tomorrow join me and uh director ranjit mara we're gonna check out the trailer to his newest film that's right rupture coming out starring Mark Strange, right? You may have seen him from Ip Man 4. That's right. He's in that film. So we're going to have some fun and react to that tomorrow. So join us tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then don't forget, Monday. Monday, son. Hold on. Let me get rid of this banner here. Monday, I'm setting it up. Usually on Mondays, we have our, our popular series, Is It Really That Bad? We're switching it up. We're switching it up. This Monday... Is it really that good? Me and Frank, join us. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss, is it really that good? Blade Runner, son. Blade Runner, the final cut. Is it really that good? Join us Monday. Monday's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about that film as well. All right, so this was a blast. Again, follow all these badasses here, especially Vincent Lynn. Support his work. Support his wonderful cause. That's right. And you know, if you guys are new here, you know, you know, you know what you need to do. Like the video, share it, and of course, <laughs> that's right, baby. Subscribe. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Take care. Keep watching movies. Cheek. Bye. Bye.